0: Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a discussion about the interplay. Between how strong your service is and how strong your position is in the market. I'm actually not even gonna go into this one because uh, the first part of this, but um, basically, how do these things interact? What happens when one thing is out of whack and and the other ones too? Because I don't think this is something that gets discussed enough by marketers. Um, because a lot of marketers will position things as if you have enough clients coming in, you can figure out the rest. And I'm going to get into a little bit of how that plays out in some situations. Um, I can speak to what we've seen in the attorney world. I can also see what this happens with other companies in the marketing business as well. But um, suffice to say, it's not a pretty result a lot of the times. But anyways, I'll start with a really, really quick one. And that is when you have product that is better than marketing. If you are the best person in your market, and you know, I'll hear this a lot of time from prospects too. Like, I don't know why so and so is beating me in or has more bigger office, more staff. I'm I'm a way better attorney than that person. If you actually have marketing with that attorney that actually has a better process, it's a really, you know, pretty open and shut case for the most part, too. As long as they can kind of continue stay in the pocket and get through kind of the lumps of you know going to marketing as opposed to referrals, um, those people are usually able to scale up pretty successfully. That really is a gap that marketing can fill. But What happens when we have somebody that is, for example, looking to get into a practice area, they have the best marketing that they can get on day one, and they actually end up getting clients. And uh, there's actually this, uh, you know, I think this was from the Dark Knight. I'm an unabashed Dark Knight fan, but uh, there's a quote that the Joker says, (laughs) which is, you know, I'm kind of like a dog chasing a car. I really wouldn't know what to do if I ended up catching it. And this is kind of the situation you have when somebody ends up getting into a new practice area. And they end up having really, really effective marketing on day one before the results actually catch up. So I can tell you from experience what ends up happening from the perspective of somebody doing the marketing. Now, I have since learned that this is not a situation that I want me or my company to ever be involved with, because there's a lot of pain involved for people on all sides. And it's not something we do anymore. But this is what happened in the past, right? So what happens when you have something is there's a lot of ways that you can potentially short circuit things. Basically, people will find ways to prevent the deal from moving forward. And the more that it we're actually have been historically doing for clients, the worse we would end up getting. So very classic thing that would happen is if somebody ends up having leads to call, they'll figure out a way not to call them. We thought that this was a problem that could be solvable by actually booking consultations for people. But what we actually found out was that, you know, when we could do basically everything we could outside of physically going to their office and closing the clients, they would figure out a way to not be able to sell the clients, Right. So, there's this old uh, saying that they say is, you know, <laughs> this old saying that they say, there's an old proverb in sales that says the first sale that you need to make is yourself, right? And what's happening on some level is the person is figuring out a way to lose the sale because ultimately they're not comfortable with what would happen if the sale ends up figuring out. So, they find a way to lose it, right? Maybe they're fidgeting a bunch. Maybe they're, you know, not asking the right questions. Maybe they're letting the client walk all over them. And, you know, they might not even be aware that they're doing this, but at the end of the day, this comes from a deep insecurity that, and honestly, probably a pretty well-placed one that if the person were to sign up for them, they wouldn't know what to do with it. And, you know, one of the situations that I see this happening the most in is in estate planning. And, you know, in the last couple of years since COVID has been breaking out, We've had a lot of people and, you know, I'm not going to name names here, but, you know, I've seen uh, competitors of ours that are advertising, wow, it's a perfect time to get into estate planning. Why don't you just, you know, jump on the bad way. We're good to go. I mean, not thinking about the consequences of, you know, the people that are signing up with plans that are being made with, you know, no level of expertise and 10, 20, 30 years down the line, these families are going to be left holding the bag, which I think is, you know, I'm not going to say criminals on my place, but not something that I would want to do if I was an attorney, to, to be honest. So at the end of the day, that's kind of the situation when the dog ends up catching the car, right? You can have somebody, and again, most people will find a way to lose a sale, but the worst case scenario is you're going to actually have somebody that is not really going to be well taken care of by you. But like I said, most of the situations, people will figure out a way to lose these deals and it's really, really bad. So basically, I don't want to say that if you have the situation where you want to get into a new practice area. You should not do that. Obviously, you know, you're not married to the first move that you make in marketing ever. But at some point, we need to think about the order of operations here. And I will be the first person to say marketing is probably not the first step that you want to get figured out when you're jumping into a new practice area. You know, if you have the situation and we're kind of thinking about these two things running in parallel, right? We've got your product, service, whatever you want to describe it. And you have your marketing, and if you want to move fast, you have to at least invest equally into how well you're going to have these people taken care of when they end up becoming your clients, right? And again, we see this all the time too with with marketing agencies as well. And you know, this is another thing too that not a lot of people know about. There's people who will turn on ads on day one. They will churn the first. 15, 20, 25 clients that they end up getting through because they know that they're going to basically figure it out on other people's dimes, how to get this stuff to work. And, you know, if you you know, bust some noses on the way, then that's too bad. Eventually you'll have a product, but I honestly don't think that's a very ethical way to do things. So the way that I do recommend doing things is that this is one of the recommendations um, that I'll, <laughs> one of the only times I'll say referrals are a great idea is I think that when, let me just kind of walk through how we end up doing this at K-Suel. So whenever we're advertising a service, it's always a service that we've proven out to some extent. We do not bolt advertising dollars onto something until we know we can get a result. So when we have something that's new, most of the time that we want to... Use it. It's something that we end up either having it come to us from a client, or we actually ask some of our you know clients that are more open to testing things out and seeing how we can get it done. So um, an example I like to use is our webinar program. The first time we ever had a client ask us for that, that was you know basically the week after COVID ended up breaking out. And we had to develop this for them, so it was a known above the board beta test. This was something that they knew they were getting into. We knew we were getting into, and you know the appropriate. You know expectations were set as to you know we're not going to say this is guaranteed this or that blah 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 similarly if you were running a bankruptcy practice or a divorce practice and you wanted to get into estate planning what i would recommend is to go back out to your old clients and say hey look i'm looking to get into estate planning is there any way i could take a look at your documents and see if there's anything i can help out with right and again you can do this for a reduced rate you can do this for free if that's you know what you're depending on where you're at in your career and this is a way where if they know ahead of time that this is something that you're doing for you know the first time, then it's ethical. it's good to go. And then you can get a little opportunity to you know do some stuff on you know it's, it's not really going to be letting anyone down, right So and again, if you find yourself running into some kinks, it's better that you have somebody who knows that this is going to take a little bit longer, or you might have to, you know, phone a friend for something that you don't really know on how to unwind. Then, if you have, you know, the sort of Damocles heart hanging over your head because you've got, you know, a five thousand dollars a month marketing investment to cover, and you know this person is the only person, uh, you know, if, if they ask for some sort of a way out of this contract, then you know, you're know you going to be not able to pay your office rent the next month, right? So it's not only going to be better for you, it's going to be better for the client and it's going to be better for you eventually getting your legs under you from the product perspective moving forward. Once you've gotten a couple of those and you're good to go, turn the ads on. That's pretty much it. And I think a lot of the times too, it's just like, it's a little bit more of an opportunistic thing that I see a lot of marketers doing because you know, to be frank, there's more people that are open to starting an estate planning practice than are practicing estate planning right now. There's more people that want to start something. There's more entrepreneurs that are entrepreneurs at the end of the day, right? And again, everyone gets to that path eventually. I just think that there are better ways to do it. And when you have a situation where your marketing is outpacing the product, it can be very, very bad for you. It can be very, very bad for the clients. It can be very bad for everyone around you, right? So my big takeaway here is product is very, very important. If you have a situation where your marketing is outpacing your product. There's a good chance you're going to figure out a way to screw it up. And if not, then you could be in danger or hot water from actually winning could be kind of the most dangerous thing, right? So make sure to be careful, be ethical when you're developing services, when you're adding practice areas, when you're doing that kind of thing, when you're making a pivot. And then once you have everything solid, you can scale in an ethical way. That's pretty much it. So hope this was enlightening for you guys. And I will see you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the law firm growth podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode,